Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Growing up, cereal was one of the best parts of being a kid. But I had to give it up because I realized it was full of sugar and junk that you really shouldn't eat. Go to magicspoon.com slash TMS and grab a variety pack and try it today. And be sure to use our code TMS at checkout to save $5 off your order. Coming up on TMS, I need a bone detector. Jamaica's out of weed. Who's our new key? Oh, that was weird. It cut you out. I just threw a mon in there. Oh, Oh, nice. Who's our new cutie? Hippy dippy Mr. Gimme. (laughs) Don't rush Getty Lee. He likes dudes. He married one. Homestead Getty Lee. Um, <laughs> I just slowly fall to my death. Binary with twos instead of zeros. Spam in the clip clop. 17 murders unsolved due to gross out. I don't even transmog in real life. Check out that Adonis of an orthodontist. Mm, free means not having to pay. <gasps> Spreading their giraffe seed with Bobby. Looking at your dark bits with Wendy and more on this episode of The Morning Stream. Hi, I'm Jesse Ventura. Eat Uncle Brewster's chicken sandwiches. 9-11 was an inside job. Do I smell this stink of jealousy? I lost my daughter to the abyss, but tonight I'm calling her back. This is the morning stream. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to TMS. It is the morning stream for February 11th, 2021. Wait, so that's 21121. <laughs> 21121. Yeah. Yes, it's like it's like broken binary, is what it is. Yeah, I like that one. That's pretty good. That'll bring the whole system down if you said if you put Yeah, so uh what do we have? 212. Two, uh 21221 will be that'll be tomorrow. That's not bad. That's yeah, a pretty good one. Not bad. That's my favorite and rush album. Pretty good stuff. 22121 later yeah. on this month. Yeah. With uh, Getty Lee singing and uh Fly by night. Change my life again. That might be my favorite one he sings. Because most of the uh, time, I think, that's such a great song. I just think Rush suffers from. Uh, how do I put this? I like Rush, but I think Getty Lee's kind of annoying a lot of times. His voice, really? his vocals, okay. yeah, they've always kind of annoyed me. Because it's just kind of like it's just kind of a just that is high that it's, he sings in a higher register. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know why. How I'm do you feel me. about the Crash Test Dummies? I love those guys. 
with the whole so you're okay with brad roberts you're not okay with getty lee is what you're i'm not saying i'm not okay they're one of the greatest all-time rock bands of all time but i just i don't know it's like you know what it's like what are you saying it's a little bit like david lee roth this is another controversial statement i just his voice drives me crazy it just does, and I love I love Van Halen, and especially yeah. love the early stuff. But Dave's not the strong point for me. Never was. Just kind of a annoying guy going. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe a me okay. thing. It's right. a me thing. I'm fine. I'll admit it's a, it. it's a it's a you thing. You are entitled. Listen, you're entitled to your choice. Yeah, and um. Uh, if you choose not to decide, you still have made a choice. There you go. You're absolutely right. I also made another choice. <laughs> I made a choice that I'm a little, I'm kind of regretful now because now I wish I wouldn't have been so grossed out and would have saved it for the show. But oh, I found okay. I found a Ooh. tooth in the yard, a human tooth. A tooth? Are you sure it was a human tooth? Positive. No, not a, not, well, I guess I can't be positive. But it looked human to me. It looked like a molar. And I guess dogs have similar molars. So it's entirely possible this was a dog molar, but this was like a deep-rooted, tooth-ass-looking tooth. Like a tooth uh-huh. that got like extracted. A, but a molar, like right? With like the four little prongs yes. coming out of the bottom. Yes, like that. Like and, when uh, you draw a comic, a cartoon of a tooth. That's the that tooth I draw. That is the I tooth draw. you draw. Exactly. Yeah. It's almost got like it's got legs, and it's got a big smiley face because it's happy to have no plaque or whatever the cartoon is. Yeah. So I found that in the yard. And I was like, eh. And I was, because the reason I found it, I was out there cleaning up the dog poo, you know, mm-hmm. because sure. dogs poo and you got to clean it up. So I did, <laughs> I did a bunch of that. And uh, in there, in there, not in the poo, but in the, just like laying there on the grass was a, was a, what I believe to be a human tooth. And the reason that I don't think it was either of the dogs is because A, Rainer's teeth are too small, but I also went and checked both their mouths to see if mm-hmm. they were missing anything. Mm-hmm. And neither dog were missing any teeth. Uh, so I don't know why there's a human tooth in my backyard. <laughs> it's not one of Van's like uh, Tooth Fairy said, okay, here's your buck and uh, pew, nope. toss too it big, in the yard. Kind too of big, too big for uh, him, too big for Rainer, okay. too big for, okay. and he hasn't lost any teeth yet. He's still, what, I guess he doesn't start losing teeth till four, Yeah, not whenever for, that happens. Right, now for a little while. Yeah, yeah. so he's got his chompers for um, bed. It's weird. Is there like a, oh, I guess you couldn't tell me if there was a secret uh, fight club in your backyard because of rule number one. Right, that rule says, even if I told you that, would, would I even be telling you the truth because I'm not allowed to tell you? If we yeah, fight, exactly. Uh, so I don't know, I don't have an explanation. Sort of, that's sort of what the rule is. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of the rule. But I'm just going to throw it out there to the to the to the uh, world. If y'all are listening to this and you're like, "Hey, I know what that is. That's from whatever." Let yeah, me know. Yeah, they're not going to be able to tell you. Oh, yeah, that happens. It's a uh, lawn teeth. It, they grow out of it. It's something that uh, do you use do you use uh, Scott's turf builder? Yeah, that's what that comes from, Scott. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Scott's turf builder, lawn teeth. Uh, maybe right. maybe uh, my neighbor's weird. They listen to this show, so maybe they'll hear this. Maybe they yeah. did it. You know. Um, but the question, and you even ask it in here, should you have given it to somebody? That my first thought would have been, no, it's just a tooth, and you. It's not like you can use one tooth to find to trace dental records or something. If there's a right, you know, missing person under your sod. Oh my but, gosh! Uh, I didn't think about that. What if there's more? What if there's more parts somewhere? Yeah. Do you have a? Uh, do you have like a? 
A metal detector. I guess a metal detector wouldn't really do much. I need a bone detector, Brian. A bone a detector. Bone detector. I think they offer those shirts at bachelorette parties. So <laughs> I'll see if I can get you one. So I was thinking, like, um, what, well, part I, t- I will say it passed over my head that I should put this in a little bag and take it to the local authority. Because what if it is a piece? I mean, I yeah. don't know. But I was too freaked out. I went, ew, gross, and I threw it in the can. There's part of me. There's part of me that thinks that as soon as you left, oh, I found this bone in my backyard or this tooth. I don't know if you guys want to do anything with it. Oh, thank you, sir. Okay, yes. We sure will thank you for your diligence. As soon as you walk out the door, chunk, right in the trash can. <laughs> Doofus. <laughs> it's like the ones that go, all they'll, right. They'll sit and impersonate you for half an hour. Hey, would you guys like this tooth I found in my backyard? <laughs> and then they'd throw it away. Yeah, but it's just like they do when you, you know, someone steals your bike. Oh, yes, sir. We'll, we'll get right on that. We're going to find. <laughs> it's the just, guy. Okay. Got your form. Thank you. All right. We'll, we'll, we'll keep an eye out for it. Thank you very much. Wad. Yep. Toss. Yep. And look, if I was a true believer in the tooth fairy, that thing would be under my pillow, but I'm not. Let's <laughs> see what you can get. Yep. I'm a tooth fairy. It's not atheist. mine, tooth fairy. That's but, right. but. I, don't, I don't believe in that crap. All right. Hey, look at this. Uh, we got an email from Tanner. Tanner Goodman. Tanner Goodman. All right. Tanner, good man. Yep, he is a good man. He wrote scandalous and be, scandalous and bewildered. That's Ooh. us. That Ooh, is. I'm bewildered. Yeah, I'm scandalous. Let's I'm we can do. I'm bewitched, bothered, and bewildered. There you go. You're uh, who's the? What was the lady on uh, Bewitched called? What was her name? Elizabeth. Uh, well, the the uh, Samantha was the character. That's name. right. But she was Elizabeth Montgomery in. That's right. Bewitched. <laughs> that's right. One division. No, that's not it anymore. <laughs> Uh, I really liked all those throwbacks. All right, anyways. Yeah. Uh, he says this. I would like to say that a statement you made on episode 2065, that was yesterday, was wildly incorrect. No. Said, oh, my gosh. I love it when we get corrections on this show. Yeah, I, I do as well. We like to be factual, and um, uh, I'm, I'm talking while I'm pouring coffee. I really shouldn't do it's that. all right. You're a coffee But coffee we like talker. to be factual, period. You're a talker. Scott, over co- to you. You're a copy coffee t- poor Re- talker pressing pressing the return key scott over to you <laughs> oh yeah that's how it works i learned i learned that's how it works all right yes uh now i will compute beep boop beep anyway and i you know what to preface the rest of his email i should make this clear and i think people a lot of people already know this if you know tanner is one of the nicest sweetest guys in our community uh tanner is a gay man okay so that matters because what I'm about to say will make more sense. All right, I just wanted to make, I just wanted to put that out there. <laughs> all right, he likes dudes. He's married. Uh, to he, dude. he does. No, no, he does. But I, I don't think that, I don't think that that matters for this because of uh, we said that Tom Holland is cute. Well, I guess I'm, I'm, I'm spilling the candy in the lobby. Let's get to the, let's get to the letter. Okay. Let's get to, let's go to the tape. And for Over the record, Scott. for the record, yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> Can we always? Can we also do that other thing I love in podcasts where people go, uh, "Yeah, uh, uh, sorry, Scott. Uh, this is Scott uh, talking." Uh, and then they always announce that it's you who's saying the next thing. <laughs> love that. Tony P here. Uh, yeah, I want to <laughs> ask about the uh, the review that we just got. I mean, nobody knows that reference now, but uh, Tony P. Henderson, uh, contestant America's Top Podcaster, begins everything with uh, Tony P. Here. Yeah, they'll know. He'll know soon. <laughs> which enough. I love. Yeah. Which I love. Yeah, he's great. Uh, but that doesn't mean I'm voting for you, so keep it up. Keep no, up the hard no, work. No, exactly. Yeah, it plays nothing. Yeah, I'm not giving you any. No one's getting the easy way this year. Anyway, sure. he says, you describe Tom Holland as cute. There is no way on God's green earth that you uh, that when you see 
Mr. Holland as Nathan Drake, you don't say, damn, he's fine as hell. That's his quote. Yeah. Uh, he says, it's okay, I forgive you on this one this time, just to remind you of how damn sexy he is. Here's a photo. And the photo he gave was that was that promo photo where he's Nathan Drake standing there looking all adventure and uh, I'm stuff. pulling it up because, oh, yeah, 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 right. Yeah, Basically it's like the, the one uh, shot where he put it up on Instagram to tell everybody, yep, we're filming, this movie's happening, so on and so forth. Anyway. He, um, yeah, okay, I'll give you that, uh, Tanner. He's He's... He's damn handsome in that photo. And he yeah, doesn't you look, look at like a cute go, little Peter Parker. But you're not going to look at him and go, damn, he's fine as hell. Damn, he, damn, he fine. No, I'm. <laughs> you're never going to do that. No, but I wouldn't use those words normally. I'd say, oh, yeah, he's a handsome man. Yeah, he's a good looking dude. But he does look like he's 17, like playing dress up cosplay Nathan Drake. <laughs> How old is he? Put your Spider Man costume back on, Peter Parker. No one's going to buy that you're. Uh, video game character they don't have video game characters in spider-man what so he's born in 96 he's 24 but he looks 17 that's just his he deal. does yes 24 year old handsome young man yes all taking right. taking the Danny taking the five. world you by win. the storm anyway we appreciate oh, uh, that people in the uh, chat room <clears throat> want to see the photo oh i don't want to go find it Hold oh, okay. On. Well, I get, I can give you this one. You want this one? Hold on. I think I may have it faster than I thought. There you go. If you get no, right there. I like to complain. Right Discord. But... Boom. Boom diggity. Okay. I could actually just I could actually just put that same link in the chat. Want me to do that? Yeah, do that. Then they can just see it. There you go. And then they can download it, enjoy it. I guess they're people. Do on whatever YouTube. they need to do with it. Here you go, YouTube. This is it. <clears throat> That's the picture. And yeah, he's a good-looking guy. Yeah, I've seen him with guy. his shirt off. He could bench press me. I get it. So then, so then, who's the, so then who's cute? You know, if we can't, if if Tom Holland has graduated from Crute to Demi Fine, then Crute, uh, who's <laughs> who's our new cute? Um, Is it still Harry Styles? Is Harry Styles still cute? No, no. He's starting to look weird because <laughs> of his because of his dumb hair. <laughs> yeah, he's starting to look funny. Um, I don't know uh, what is cute. By today's standards, I'm a. I mean, I'd have to be of the. Bieber's cute. No, Bieber's not cute. Listen, he's doing the little porn stash thing, and he's actually looking. He's gone past. He's gone from being oh yeah, all right, he's a cute kid to being wow, he's kind of turned into a little bit of a creepy dude. Yeah, <laughs> creepy looking dude. Yeah, it freaks me out a little bit. That oh. that the uh, the porn stash is a little. Uh, he's looking like. Simon on that season of Walking Dead with uh, Negan's uh, uh, <laughs> Negan's group. My Simon wife would tell that. you that my wife would tell you that Post Malone is cute because really with all the stuff all over his face. Yeah, because there's something cuddly and grinny and sweet uh, about him. Okay, all right. Plus, that's, because while you're that's kissing him, you've got something to read. Yeah, and we're all, <laughs> and we're also talking about cute, not like I don't think I don't. She doesn't look at him and go, "Ooh, he's hot." She sees yeah. him as just, oh, he's so cute. I'd, Post I'd Malone, totally... okay, so you know, there you go. Post Malone, so not handsome, but he's an older man. Well, he's he's like same age, like 24 and 26. 25, uh, whatever. yeah. Yeah, he's pretty yeah okay, all right. But he, but he's uh, he's the kind of, but she always says this. It's like, oh, if I knew him, he'd be eating hair every night. We'd feed him. We'd take care of him. I'd give him a haircut when he needed one. Like mm-hmm. she, she thinks of him as like a lost puppy kind of type, <laughs> which is so weird. Come here. It was she uh, take a napkin, like rub it on her tongue, and then try to wipe the oh, stuff. Oh, totally. Let's clean dude. your face up. Yeah. Oh, this this up here is just sharpie, right? Let's just get that off. <laughs> <laughs> 
He did you see that? Did po- you fall asleep at a frat party? Let me clean this up for you. Did you see that Pokemon announcement? He's doing some yeah, virtual that he's concert. Singing, uh, <laughs> pretty crazy. Yeah. So Pokemon Day. Uh, what is it? The twenty twentieth. Yeah. Uh, next week. Uh, yeah. I've bought my ticket, so it's the same day as is the first day of BlizzCon Line, right? Second day, nineteenth and twentieth. Second day. Yeah. Oh, okay. Friday, Saturday. Yep. All right. Yeah. So I'm gonna be. It's gonna be. I just I'm telling Tina. Uh, I'm going to be regressing for the next day. <laughs> I'm going to be watching BlizzCon. I'm going to be watching people talk about World of Warcraft while I try and catch a thousand shiny Pikachus. So there you go. You go ahead and do whatever you need to do. Let uh, me just tell, let me just say to our community without saying too much. Uh huh. There's a reason you're going to want to watch BlizzCon online over the next weekend. It's all free. Uh-huh. So you don't need to avoid, you know, you don't have to pay for it. So just, yeah. just saying. Uh-huh. Is there a reason? I'm not. Uh, I can't. Um, I'm not saying. I can't go any further than that. Nope. I can can get more out of you. I can get more out of you. Uh, Go for it. Is there someone on this show, on this show with you and me, that is going to be making an appearance as part of BlizzCon Line? (laughs) Um. uh, Brian Dunaway will be making. No. Uh, boy, you're right. You could squeeze things out of me. I don't know. I don't know what's going on. I have no idea. You didn't say I, no. You didn't say no right away. And that makes me think, oh, no, no. It's something else, Brian. It's something I'll say this for sure. Brian, 100% Brian Dunaway is, or Brian Ibbett is not in, on BlizzCon. He's not in BlizzCon. I'm definitely not. I'm not going to be doing anything. No, no. Unless they unless they have a panel of people trying to catch a thousand shiny Pikachus. In that case, yes, I'll be there. And... Uh, uh, but did you he's, see cartoon a- Post Malone? He's kind of cool looking. It looks like a Fortnite guy, kind of a <laughs> kind of. Does, yeah, right? except they shaved yeah, him because I think a they were disturbing. Actually, yeah, he's a little bit. It's a little weird. And they get and they kept all of his yeah. uh, his his tattoos on. They, didn't they did. Any yeah, of it, I like so. that. Yeah. Um. So every every once in a while they have event Pokemon, like uh, around Christmas time they'll have Pokemon or uh, Pikachu with a Santa hat or. Um, spring, they'll have Bulbasaur wearing Cubone's skull or something like that. Yeah. Um, for Post Malone, can they? Can we maybe get a, a Charmander with uh, tattoos on his face? <laughs> well, can we get that? Isn't there a isn't there a sunflower fl- flora flora sunflora? Isn't there a Pokemon called Sunflora? Something like that. Yeah. So then, oh you yeah, just do do his sunflower song. song with it. Right yeah. there, you go. Is it called Sunflower? What is it? It's a flora. there is a sunflower looking Pokemon. Is it Sunflower? Is it Flora? I don't know. See, this is that's so am, that's I, so many generations ago. I'm out of my uh, Sunflora. Yeah, own. there it is, right there. Look at that Sunflora. Okay. Oh yeah, there there she is. Actually, it wouldn't be too hard to actually add some Post Malone. Uh, tattoos to Sunflora's face. Yeah, he's got a big pie face, like he does. <laughs> Nothing wrong with a pie oh, face. Oh, Sunflora does. Sunflora does. Yes. Sunflora does. Yeah, I mean he kind of <laughs> does too, but it's fine. You know, like we have room on the face as well. We have room. There's room. There's, There's room. room. We can draw whatever we want on there. All right, Brian. 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 Finally, uh, I need you to help me decipher this phone call. Ooh, excellent. All right, we put on the CSI. Yep. Putting on the CSI uh, button-up shirt. Yep. Top. Top button, unbutton, tie loosened just yep. enough. Yep. Yeah. Sleeves your, uh, rolled up, dark room with just a single light over the tape recorder. Yep. 
All right. Get ready. your black light out as well. We may as well do that as well. We're here. All right. Sure. Ew. What's this all over the table? Ew. <laughs> All right, I get this. Uh, this Hope is weird. Yesterday, creamer. before before I got up, it was like between five thirty and six thirty in the morning, and I meant to play okay. yesterday. I totally forgot. Twenty four in a row, prank calls. Oh, no, geez. No, I'm sorry, okay. not prank calls, not prank calls. Uh, spam wrong calls. numbers. Spa- spam spam calls. calls. Okay, All and right. every one of them <clears throat> in the records said uh, spam risk. You know, whatever. Like they mm-hmm. do, and I didn't hear any of them because. <clears throat> my phone's set to ignore all that stuff till 7 a.m. So I wouldn't even have heard the rings or whatever. It just ignores it. Mm-hmm. And so uh, all of them came through. About six of those 25 left some form of voicemail, none of them speaking. And one of, and it was all just rustling sounds. But the one, one of them has the sound of a, somebody saying a thing. Okay. And I want you to help me understand it. It's only 1.9 it. seconds long. It's very short. But we're going to try to decipher this together. So, chat room, be listening. Brian's ready. Here we go. I'm ready. This is what he said. Okay. Let me play that. Let me play that again. Here we go. Any ideas? <laughs> it sounds like he's got a uh, like a Popeye's spicy chicken sandwich that he's trying to swallow. <laughs> Someone in the chat says it translates to greetings from India because they all come from there for some reason. But that is not it. Let me try it one more time. Like reverse language or reverse recording. I've got zero. Okay. So nobody knows. Nobody? Mm-mm. Nobody in the chat? No, oh, play it backwards. Nobody. They want it backwards. Oh, this is hard, though. I'm sorry. I didn't catch it. Hold on. Let me... <laughs> You're like... You're, uh... Your echo thinks you're talking to her. Did you notice that? <laughs> no, you reminded me that I needed to call my uh, Google. All right. We're now going to hear the file reversed live on the show. Uh, let's go ahead and do that. Hold on. I'm sorry. I'm not in the right place. Okay. There we go. All right. Here comes reverse of that, of that sound. Well, that didn't help. That nah, didn't help at all. That didn't help we at really, all. We really thought it would, but no, it didn't. Oddly <sighs> enough. I was hoping it would say something anything here it yeah. is if you speed it up though yeah oh weird it sounds like you saying oh, yeah oh now it's all becoming clear oh. that's right i did call you and i had just taken some quaaludes so yeah that explains it well then okay if that's sped up let's slow it down okay now here's what it says when it's slowed down what oh okay well wow. now i'm starting to think that guy just had the wrong number <laughs> fantastic all right uh well done everybody <laughs> today's <laughs> Today's hard work of finding out what that call said is over. Uh, we don't. We don't know. Is the bottom line. We don't know. Yeah, yeah. and we don't care. That's too, it doesn't give us enough, so uh, I can't zoom and enhance into that one. I'm afraid no, it's not going to work. But here's what does work: a little bit of this. I think science is cool. Science is cool, and joining us as he does now on Thursdays is Bobby Frankenberger, who's going to talk to us a little bit about more science. Hi, Bobby. Welcome. Hello. Welcome. Yeah, hey, Bobby. How's life? I guess I just welcomed you. Yeah, Yeah. you welcomed us. You can't welcome us. What are you? Yeah, you're not trapped in here with us. It's my show now. Are you doing a podcast as well? (laughs) How does that go? We're not. I'm not trapped in here with you. You're trapped in here with me. That's how it goes. Yeah. Yeah. I have a question for you guys, real fast. Go go ahead. 
what how likely how many how many murders do you think go unsolved because someone found something in their backyard and they were like ew gross and threw it in the trash i mean it's a fair question it's crossed yeah. my mind since i was like oh wait a minute what if i just threw away like the most I important would, evidence that number is exactly 17 yeah 17 that, oh, unsolved wow. murders because somebody got grossed out by a uh a, a tooth they found their so backyard. So specific, mm-hmm. Brian. So specific. Yeah, Here, well, here's a prime the, number, too. That's a, yeah, I've, that's I've done bad. the legwork. I've uh, done the research and uh, yeah. stand behind it. Yeah, all right. Well, here's my question. If mm. if I still feel that... Let's say I felt really strongly that I had tossed some possible evidence into the trash. I could okay. just say, hey, police pe- people, check out this garbage can. I hear there's a tooth in there. Go for it. And then go digging around and find it. Right, and then they say, oh, well, let's find out who this garbage can belongs to. Ah, Mr. Scott Johnson. I remember seeing his name on the news years ago Uh, related to another murder. Yeah, I thought thought it was Peterson. No, it was Johnson. It was definitely Johnson, not Peterson. Johnson. Mm. (laughs) You know, now that I think about it, I think I'm just going to let that one go. Just going to let that tooth go. And you know what? One day someone will be sifting through the landfill and go, a tooth? Right. What the frick? And then they can worry about it then. Okay. It's, no, it's a good thing your obstruction of justice has not been recorded on the internet. <laughs> exactly. Yes. What we basically just told the police is you can't handle the tooth. Yeah, you can't handle the tooth. Well done. Well done. Yeah, Thank you. Good, Thank you very much. And I did it again right before I am sci fi, right before I, I did it before him. <laughs> yeah, you did. I, I saw it. I can prove it. And also uh, a yeah. way to bring it bring it way to bring it down with a good finisher. That was good. That was yes. your finishing Thank move. Thank you. Thank you. Now we can move on to the science. Um, all right, so I was digging around for... I like to look at stuff during the week. I have a couple of science feeds I follow, and something jumped out at me, and I talked to Bobby about it, and we thought it might be interesting to talk about. So humans, in the last year or so, have gotten real used to this idea of being a little bit isolated, right? And we don't mm-hmm. love it. Like, even if you're the most introverted person and love your alone time, you still... Human beings still need the interaction of other human beings. And it's the longer it goes, the harder it is. And yes, we can sort of make up for it a little bit with Zoom calls and hanging out virtually. And, uh, you know, uh, Brian's got his his weird neighbors he can hang out with because they're just as careful (laughs) as they are and things like that. You have these, you know, you have some opportunity within there, but no longer do you have the, hey, let's all 12 of us meet up at our, our favorite bar and hang out tonight or or whatever. Like those things are on hold. And turns out we're not the only creatures under the sun who have this problem. And there was this study on nature.com about giraffes, specifically female giraffes. Mm. They need each other, man. They can't just wander around on their own. If you isolate one, they end up dying like way earlier than all the other ones. And Mm -hmm. uh, I thought that was an interesting combination. What do you make of not only our need for companionship, but animals as well? So the social nature of animals is studied quite a lot and is also incredibly complicated. Mm. Um, Like uh, the reasons why, uh, how they do it and all that kind of stuff. The thing about the giraffes was very narrow and um, it's specifically about female giraffes, first of all. You you said that. And um, that if they, when they're spending time with other giraffes, they have a higher chance of survival than isolated ones. And it seems to be from the study that it's because of the um, being around other giraffes increases the likelihood that they will be able to find food and forage and stuff like that. Right. Um, 
But it should be noted that the in the study they did note that there are plenty of giraffes that spend time by themselves. First of all, male giraffes are more known to be isolated than females, so uh, that that happens. Mm. Um, but some female giraffes were observed being by themselves whenever they, they but they would hang out around uh, f- livestock farms. <laughs> oh, weird! And it, like hanging out with it, cows and stuff, or just uh, yeah, just livestock in general. Mm. And they think it's because of the 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 prevalence of like uh, gra- grasses and grazing opportunities. Mm. Um, and those giraffes, even though they were isolated, they didn't have a decreased likelihood of of um, survival. And they and that that evidence leads them to think even more that the reason that being in a group is because it helps increase um, the foraging for food because the, the isolated ones that were surviving were near easy access to food. Oh, you know? I see. Okay. So, mm-hmm. so our, so I have to assume that our need for communion with each other isn't all that different because our need to survive is similar evolutionarily speaking right maybe not so much maybe today. yeah if you see if you see a big crowd you know that there's probably food there <laughs> right but it's not like <laughs> right. like if me and brian wanted to go get a hamburger we could do that now and that's like a simplified ridiculous modern version of what used to be i counted on brian on gathering the berries while i went out and killed the goat and then together we had enough to make it through the winter you know what i mean like if, that yeah. would have been a survival need now it's more of the social part stayed and we're not going to die if we don't go to Burger King today. But, but that's a isn't that kind of our modern version of it? We just evolved sort of past the need for the the day to day scraping for what little we can get. Certainly, that's probably the pressure. I mean, evolution in general is is driven by uh, what they call it fitness um, um, pressures in uh, in in evolutionary science and and fitness just means how likely are you to survive and pass your genes on to the next right so survival of course is is where it all comes from but human socialization is far more complicated first of all studying socialization in animals is really interesting because of the fact that it's actually really kind of rare in we we know of a lot of animals that socialize because those are the there's a term they call it, but they're they're the they're the animals we like. They're the cute ones that hang out together, and you see them more because they gather in groups. <laughs> um, but uh, but socializing in animals is more rare than I think we realize. Um, and so understanding why the animals that do congregate, why they do it, helps us understand just in general, like evolutionary pressures. Sure. For it. Which is interesting and, because um, now it's not like yeah, you have ahead. too many giraffes that are like, you know. I mean, there are, obviously there are giraffes in the wild. At least I hope there are. Um, you don't see, but you don't see giraffes. At least I don't think so. In places where they could just go hang out with cows, <laughs> right? <laughs> right. Or you'll see a lot of cows on the the Serengeti uh, or the savanna. I'm trying to remember where I've I'm trying to remember where I've hung out with giraffes before. Uh, at the I mean, zoo. Yeah. At the zoo. Yeah. Yes, and we call them exactly. giraffes. I'm sorry to tell you, but it's giraffe. Just kidding. That's not true. <laughs> oh. We're not going to get into our, our gif uh, fight ever again on this show. Or not that we had one. But anyway, the point is, uh, yeah, that's my only exposure to them, right? But I guess if you went on some African mm-hmm. safari, you bump into giraffes. And now that I think about it, I've never seen, oh, this is interesting. I've never seen a nature documentary. My 
in person at a zoo or any other context have I ever seen a giraffe by itself. They're always knocking mm. around with, mm. with more than one. Yeah. With other giraffes. Yeah. With other giraffes. <laughs> right. I don't mean, hey, there's one hanging out with a polar bear. Weird. Not, not like that. <laughs> but, Interesting. But it, Swimming with the whales. Yeah. Um, right, yeah. <laughs> cool, Interesting be. about giraffes, the groups that they tend to congregate in are ov- uh, often um, matrilineally related, which means they're, they're often just groups of people that all come from the same mother, mm-hmm. like line of ancestry mm. from through mothers. Um, oh really? I'm not sh- not sure why that is. It probably has to do with with rearing of children and and stuff. And uh, maybe the males end up leaving to go spread their giraffe seed. Oh god! Uh, <laughs> seriously, good job there. Those guys are always moving their seed around. Those bastards. Yeah. Um. So the reason why really interesting. I was looking into this preparing for us to talk, and I found something really interesting about the fact that. You know, socialization in animals are is rare, and it hasn't evolved that often. And the the analysis of that actually makes it makes make a lot of sense if you think about it. Members of the same species mm-hmm. are actually the closest competitors for resources. Mm. So you, that's one of the reasons why you don't see it very often. They're competing for food and and mating and shelter and all that kind of stuff. So these are limited resources in nature. So it makes sense for you not to all be in the same place because then you would have to compete with each other because you all have the same demands Mm -hmm. compared to like other species. Sure. Um, Also groups of animals are easier to spot for predators to spot. Mm. So it makes sense to stay separated. Yeah. 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 But you know, giraffes don't maintain that hot, that low a profile on their own. Right, they're well, not that's like fair. All ducked they're in the out. middle of like a yeah. desert, and they're twenty <laughs> feet tall. <laughs> exactly, yeah, that's awesome. Uh, uh, I like the I like a giraffe is what I'm getting at. That's that's my sure. main yeah. takeaway here. Um, well, so, yeah. The the last bit though with with humans, we were talking about human the c- human connection, right? One of the we have a we have a unique combination. I, I don't want to say unique. Unique implies that literally we're the only ones, but I think there might be a small handful of species that share all this, but. A very rare combination of three social features, which is we are cooper- we socially cooperate, we coordinate, and we have division of labor. Mm. And all three of those things makes us very a very rare combination of, and that that probably all of them feed into each other, which causes the very complex social structures that we have. Sure. Well, be like a giraffe and have friends is what we're saying. That's the bottom line. Yes. Unless yes. it's uh, Pokemon Day, in which case, be isolated alone yeah. and watch BlizzCon Line and play Pokemon all yeah, day There you long. go. That's exactly but do right. it by a farm, a livestock farm. There yeah. you go, yes. Yeah. You'll never, you'll never go without. Speaking of not going without, more people can get more science information if they just listen to your podcast. Tell people where they can find it. It's called All Around Science. We talk all about science stuff all the time. It's me and my co-host, Mora, and we just kind of generally geek out about science stuff. Um, we, uh, we, I, t- a couple episodes, episode 22, I think it was a week, and a, a week or two ago, we did a cool topic that people here might listen to. Speaking of um, Therapy Thursday, uh, obviously people like hearing about psychology stuff because they love listening to Wendy. Yeah. Um, but uh, we did uh, an episode uh, where we talked about conspiracy theories, and you guys have talked about that before, and we tackled it from a slightly different angle, which is not where do conspiracy theories originate from, but 
If there's so, we ask the question, if there's so much evidence out there that refutes conspiracy theories, why do people still believe in them? Mm. Um, and so we, we dug into that a bit. <laughs> yeah, we, I was uh, at breakfast last uh, Friday morning. I texted Scott about this, but I didn't talk about it on the show. Who was talking about vaccines and masks and he was mm-hmm. um he was anti the latter and and thought that there was some big government cover-up with biden losing 20 million vaccines or something mm-hmm. and it says you know some people tell me it's a conspiracy theory but my opinion is if it's a conspiracy it's not a theory <laughs> <laughs> i forgot oh, how that geez. was worded oh i put it out of my mind it's so bad yeah <laughs> That's it's funny. so bad. Yeah. All right. Well, and the last thing I did want to say before I go, because um, I because I know that the Johnson uh, phone call ending is going to come soon. Oh, it comes um, fast, dude. You never know. Uh, you never is know. Uh, next week, a week from today, Thursday, February 18th, um, is, and I'll mention it again when I'm on next week, but I wanted podcast listeners to have an opportunity to hear this. Uh, at 1 p.m. Eastern, right after this stream yeah uh we're going to be having a live stream on our facebook page all around science uh where we're going to be recording a live episode that week but it's going to be to watch the uh perseverance rover land on mars Ooh, so, cool that's cool we're, yeah we're going to watch it as it happens and cross our fingers and hope that nothing goes wrong i didn't and, know they'd uh, send another one up there that's cool yeah yep it's there, on its way there... it's almost there so is are there any currently still active rovers on Mars, or have uh, all the other ones... I thought one of them was still sending stuff back, no? There is one that's still sending it stuff yeah. back. I can't remember okay. what it's called. Tune in next week to find yeah, out. Yeah, you'll find out. <laughs> uh, that'll be great. Cool. And I'm sure there'll be no controversies about how this is all filmed in a back lot in Hollywood. All right, thanks a lot. We'll see you later. <laughs> He's right, I am fast. I'll kick him out of here real quick. The curiosity, that's right, the curiosity to rover. Okay. That one's still going... I found some rocks and, <laughs> and water, water, water. Do you have water? <laughs> Dagoba system. It's <laughs> uh, good stuff. Thank All right, you. thank you very much. Let's do this real quick. A quick news brief brought to you by. Well, that's right, Scott. Uh, Coverville today celebrating the birthdays of Gene Pitney and Feist. Uh, Gene Pitney would have been 80 years old, I believe. Wow. 19. Well, looks, here's a funny thing. My notes said 1941. This thing says 1940. So Ooh. maybe he would have been 89 or <laughs> or uh, 79. Hmm. We'll find out there. Or 81, I guess it would be. One extra year. Um, <laughs> but uh, if you're... Thing. You know the songs uh, Town Without Pity? It's such a what the town without pity can do. Nope. Uh, Hello, Mary Lou by Rick Nelson. Uh, He's a Rebel by The Crystals. Um, uh, The Man Who Shot Liberty Valance. Anyway, classic, classic uh, old singer. And uh, you'll hear new performers like... Uh, Fountains of Wayne and Queen covering Gene Pitney on today's show. Also celebrating the music of Feist, who turns, I think, 40 that I don't have in front of me. But uh, she's awesome. And uh, uh, and I don't know if that's her. I guess that's her last name, Leslie Feist. And oh, she really name? is. Right. She really is turning 45. I did not get that one wrong. 
She is a super interesting person. She is. Yeah. She really needs just cut those bangs, Feist. Come on. Can you see? Those are way down there. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, even. No, she's great. Even Zooey Deschanel is like, dude, cut your freaking bangs. What are you doing? That's right. Oh, on some very good. She's turning one, two, three, 45. Yep. There you go. <laughs> Tell me that you love me. Oh, uh, very anyway, good. Very good. I like Feist. Yeah, Feist is good. Uh, all right. Check that out later today. 1 p.m. Today, oh, sorry, 1 p.m. Mountain Time uh, at twitch.tv slash Coverville. That's the important stuff. That's the thing you need. Sure. Uh, there's this uh, story I meant to do yesterday because it was in line with our Jamaican flag problem. Oh, really? I'm okay. Gonna, I'm going to go ahead and read it today. Jamaican uh, Jamaica faces uh-huh. a marijuana shortage Uh-oh. Uh, as the farmers struggle, which seems weird given um, all the availability of new pot up here in the States. Yeah, uh, there, there, there's a chance to really go for it, but maybe that's just for companies in the states. I don't, I don't know how that maybe. works. Maybe. Uh, well, what's making the farmers struggle? I guess we're going to find out. We sure are. Heavy rains followed by an extended drought, an increase uh, in local consumption, and a drop in the number of marijuana farmers has caused a shortage in the island, famed for its largely illegal market. That experts say is the worst they've ever seen. "Quote: It's a cultural embarrassment," says Tristan Thompson. He probably said. It's a cultural it's a, embarrassment, it's, man. It's a cultural embarrassment. <laughs> Very good. That was better than mine. Yeah, whatever. Uh, <laughs> how you doing, man? I just everything I know about Jamaican accents I learned from World of Warcraft. So what are you gonna do? <laughs> uh, right, Jamaica, which foreigners have long associated with pot, reggae, and Rastafarians, authorized a regulated medical marijuana industry and decriminalized small amounts of weed in 2015. People caught with two ounces or 56 grams or less of cannabis are supposed to pay a small fine and face no arrest or criminal record. The island also allows individuals to cultivate up to five plants. And Rastafarians are legally allowed to smoke ganja for sacramental purposes. Mm. You know, like spiritually, uh, Mm -hmm. whatever BS you want to make up. You could go, listen, man, I... It's my religious right. Yeah, I belong to the church of the smoking of the pot sea. <laughs> you just smoke the pot. So the pro- so one of the problems. I mean, obviously the weather problems are 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 big, but uh, the fact that they're smoking, they're getting high on their own supply yep. is a little bit of a problem. That's the main problem. Is they're over smoking yep. it uh, locally, partly because of these lesser these lessening restrictions. Um, says worsening the problem was strict COVID nineteen measures. Um, they have a six p.m. curfew, or they did for a long time. That was really messing mm-hmm. with people. Farmers couldn't tend to their fields at night, as is routine. Uh, why couldn't you do that by yourself, though? I mean, couldn't you? Well, why would it be a problem to go out and like work? I, I don't know. That seems on weird. your own field. I don't know. That it seems an odd. Yeah, I mean, they they're calling it a COVID nineteen measure, mm. six p.m. curfew. Mm-hmm. Is it just if you're not living at your farm, then you're just not allowed to drive to your farm after six p.m. because of COVID? Like, that might we don't it. want anybody out and yeah, about. That might be it. Yeah. Um, they're also having trouble getting water because of the drought and everything. So I guess what I'm saying is if you're going to Jamaica and you're and you're making the trip, just know it's going to be a little rough going for you on the pot side mm-hmm. of things. Mm-hmm. Uh, having never tried pot or uh, the closest I ever got was sort of a contact high at a Howard Jones concert. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, uh, things can only get better. Guy, guy next to me was smoking pot like a like a like a smokestack and just kept going and going and going and i and i did feel a little funny by the end of the night but listen you were at a concert he was there you were there no one is to blame yeah no one is to blame no one 
one ever ever is ever to blame or just this one time is it well ever? the song title is no one is to blame but yeah the uh, uh okay. <laughs> the lyric in, in adds the word ever all right law of threes you got to do a third one give me another one uh, uh well scott you could try to live your life in one day but don't go speed your time away there you go well done thank you thank law you. of threes complete Love threes. We hit we hit Bowser in the head three times. And... <laughs> we can move on to the next castle. Oh, speaking of which, that Mario, uh, the the Wii U, Super Mario 3D Land or 3D World, whatever it's called, the Wii mm-hmm. U game that was so good and no one played because they didn't have a Wii U, uh, is coming out Friday on the Switch. I'm so excited. Oh. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that too. I'm I'm uh, still still loving uh, Phoenix. Uh, rising immortals phoenix rising yep. here's my only problem with it mm-hmm. um climb inside of a rock thing and it's like oh, okay i can i've got enough stamina i can make it to that flat surface and re mm-hmm. uh you know rebuild my stamina climb okay why am i not yeah just jump just climb right right up onto the thing mm. just get up on the on the top of that platform oh no my my <laughs> stamina is out ah, yeah dead. but can you still do your uh, wings. The, oh no! Does the wings take a little stamina too? So the wings stamina. take stamina as well. So I pop the wings and I just slowly fall to my death. <laughs> <laughs> Still, maybe not terminal velocity, but pretty dang close to terminal velocity. That game's getting loadouts in a patch today. Um, oh really? I yeah. wonder if the Switch version is. It is. All of everything's getting it. All of it is. Okay. Yeah. Um, can't find the note on it, but there's some. What are what are loadouts? Like you'll be able to. Instead of going in and piecemealing all the like the stuff you want to look like or the wet, the gear you want to have, you mm-hmm. can do it in chunks. Kind of like think of it as like cr- like a transmog, except it's actual functional stuff too, not just not visual, not just visual. Gotcha. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Oh, there it is right there. It's customizable loadouts. I've never, you know, in all the MMO life that I've had, I've never. You've never transmogged? No, no, no. I've transmogged. Oh, okay. I will say though, I don't really care about transmog. Really, that it much. is one of my favorite things in that game right now. Is it? Yeah, yeah. Because I because I can't stand looking like a clown. It's like these pants don't match this shirt. This weapon oh, looks different see. than the other one. I hate all that. Yeah, in in WoW, in this game, whatever. Give me the gear. I don't care if they match. I don't care what I look like. It's <laughs> just go. I mean, do I look like I care how I dress? <laughs> Uh, that's funny. I don't transmog in real life. Why would I do it in a video game? I guess I, I, I mean, well, transmog hasn't been gone for uh, around for ten years. Drench wildfire. It's only been around for like the last. I want to say that was maybe 2015, 2016. Anyway, yeah. uh, <laughs> it's it is a little bit of dress up, but I don't know if I've come to like it. I think I think WoW's version of it is really cool, and I like doing sets and switching around yeah. and stuff like that you know i guess if i could go back to uh but again i never really look at what i'm wearing mm-hmm. in the game i guess i see the back of my my body and i'm you know this <laughs> one i can i always see the back of my body when it's laying on the floor face down yeah yeah now so could, really would I you just, rather just look at yourself face down and see yourself in a coordinated beautiful uh outfit <laughs> right i will say i really did like the rogue um geist gear set from wrath of the lich king oh with yeah, that's the single a good one. Mm-hmm. the single yellow eye that had smoke coming out of it yeah that, that was kind of cool so you can go get that whole set either if you don't have it already you may already have all the parts and if you have all the parts you just go make a transmog set name it whatever geist one, one I could name it willie geist yeah just call it geist and uh-huh. and boom you're a 40 year old woman singing it's perfect Oh, wait, that's feist. Are we getting any other? What else are we getting? Is there any other good uh, things brought out by this? Uh... We don't know yet. 
There's stuff okay. coming. There's so stuff coming. Are you saying I'm putting a I'm putting a link in our chat? Mm. So are you saying are you saying that that set looks like? Oh, is it not? Uh, it's not pulling up the graphic. Let me put oh, it on Discord. It. it showed up for oh, me. Yeah, okay. Um, okay. Let's. See. Are you saying that that uh, gear set looks like a clown? I'm saying no, no. See, I like that gear set. That gear oh, set's do? fine because that's them coordinating. What I'm talking about oh, is like oh, in gosh, World of Warcraft when you're yeah. like wearing a chest piece and pants and totally different colored legs, and then you let's say you're a dual weaponer like rogues uh-huh. are and like uh, my um, demon hunter. Like having a sword in one hand and a freaking ugly uh, scythe or whatever in the other hand. I love to just like coordinate all that stuff. And anything you've ever collected, all those appearances are in your transmog library. So you just go and go, all right, I want both swords to look like this glowy blue one. Boop. I want this helmet. I want this shoulder pad. I want whatever. And you can color coordinate even if they're not sets. You can just do whatever you want from all the stuff you've ever had in the game. And there's pages of that stuff. I really like it. If you haven't messed with it, you should check it out. All right. All right. Also, Phoenix Rising is a fantastic video game. Peter. It really is. I'm having so much fun with it. It's really good. Yeah, I'm um, realizing that I jumped too far ahead on one of the uh, quests. I'm like, oh yeah, I'm getting the crap beat out of me. Let me go do some side quests, get some better gear, and and uh, improve before I move any further in the main storyline. Improve before you move. That's what I say. Improve. Don't move. Improve. Yeah, move then improve. No, improve no, then next move. Next on HGTV. Indeed. That guy and his, and his lady <laughs> wife. All right. Hey, check it out. We're going <laughs> to we're gonna take a break. When we come back, uh, my sister Wendy will be here. We're going to talk about all of our homework, which was we were meant yes. to watch Hulu's, although you could rent it in other places if you don't have Hulu, uh, in and of itself, which Brian and I both watched last night. And I get it why she wanted us to do this. And I'm really excited to see what she wants to talk about around it. Um, just know that we will talk about stuff in it that I guess you could call spoilers, even though it's basically just a filming of a stage. Uh, yeah. performance I don't uh, know though I mean I feel like the less you know going into watching it the better at least the better in to- my opinion totally the better agree. totally agree so yeah. that's what I'm saying if you guys don't want to hear any of that probably skip Wendy's thing save her for later uh, but man I mm-hmm. I'm, I was legitimately floored by that thing <laughs> so good yeah anyway we're going to do all that in a second she before just wants that, to though. know how he kept all the kings together yeah. that's all she's going to be asking us <laughs> that's right? all that's it how were all yeah. those kings not all mixed up in your deck? And then how did all Ta- the other things work out? Taper deck. Yeah, taper deck. <laughs> uh, Brian, please play a song. What song do we have to play? Yes, uh, let's talk about the middle kids, shall we? Sure. They're releasing a brand new song called Cellophane Brain. Their brand new album is called Today We're the Greatest. It comes out March 19th. This is uh, some great indie rock um, out of... I like saying where these people are from. Sure, why not? But if they don't put it in the first paragraph... If they don't I give don't it to know, you, yeah, that's you all I read. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> anyway, these guys are really, really good. It's uh, uh, Hannah Joy uh, on lead vocals, and she's also a singer, the singer songwriter. She's great. Uh, here you go. Middle Kids from their brand new album called Today We're the Greatest. Here is Cellophane Brain. Guy with the first prize 
sugar cereal like it's nothing like it's no big deal well those days are gone holy crap i've been trying to cut down on carbs sugar unhealthy food in general and realize basically i can't eat that stuff anymore <laughs> been doing protein shakes powder that kind of stuff it's all right a sort of way to start your day but man here's what i'd rather do magic spoon yeah that's right big bowl of magic spoon cereal They've released a brand new variety pack now featuring peanut butter flavor. Mm! They released peanut butter as a limited edition flavor in 2020 and it sold out three times. So peanut butter is back. Peanut butter's gotten so much love. They decided to keep it, make it permanent, add it to the best sellers variety pack, which also includes frosted, fruity and cocoa, zero sugar, 13 to 14 grams of protein and only four net grams of carbs in each serving. And you never know, dude, you just eat a big heaping bowl and you feel like you're a kid again. But you actually ate well and didn't know it. Anyway, only 140 calories a serving. 
It's keto-friendly, gluten-free, grain-free, soy-free, low-carb, and GMO-free. So it's free of all the stuff you don't want. Oh, man. Mixing cocoa with peanut butter tastes exactly like a peanut butter cup. But in cereal form. Oh, all you need now is Saturday morning cartoons and your life is complete. Go to magicspoon.com slash TMS to grab a variety pack and try it today. And be sure to use our promo code TMS at checkout and save $5 off that order. Magic Spoon's so confident in their product. It's backed with a 100% happiness guarantee. So if you don't like it for any reason, they refund your money. No questions asked. Remember, get your next next delicious bowl of guilt-free cereal at magicspoon.com slash TMS and use the code TMS to save $5. Thank you, Magic Spoon, for supporting this show. Hi, I'm Jesse Ventura. Use Minty Mouth Toothpaste. Halliburton staged the BP oil spill. Bing, 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 bing. Those bastards are turning back. This is the morning stream. We have a turn. And for those wondering if that's really Jesse Ventura, it's not. It's uh, Will Sasso <laughs> doing Jesse Ventura on social uh, media. Will Sasso is great. He cracks me up. And so just I, saw him in that uh, fantastic, well, in that really good, I won't say fantastic, just saw him in that really good, irresistible movie with Steve Carell. I need to watch that. I wrote that down. That seemed like one I'd like. I think you would like it. I think um, I bet a lot of the reviews are coming from the fact that it might be a little more. I mean, Steve Carell's the good guy, and he's a Democrat. Mm. Uh, oh, is it a little? Uh, is it a little pointed in the? Uh, maybe a little bit, yeah. yeah maybe. Mm. That's I don't know. It's fun. subtle. Subtle is never. And the ending, and you won't see the ending coming. I will say, no matter what, you won't see right. the ending coming. Hey, hey, it's Wendy. Talk about it before I'm here. No, not that different thing. He was talking uh. about a different thing. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, we're not talking about this. In fact, I told the chat if any of them have not seen it and they don't want to hear, yeah, you should go away just because it's mm-hmm. a, so worth like. You know me, I'm sort of like, don't care that much about spoilers, and sometimes I let them slip on the show, but even when someone tells me one, I'm like, yeah, it's fine, I'll still, I'm still watching it, whatever. Yeah, but this, this is not one you this want. This is not one, live. man. This is one I want to protect you guys from until you see it, and yeah. then I want you to, but I want you to see it so bad, if you didn't see it. That was my first reaction. I thought of thousands of people, I'm like, I need them to see it, I need that person to see it, I need everyone in the world to see it. Yeah, so thank so you gonna, for so we're obliging gonna, me. Yes, yeah, so we're going to talk about that after this. Everyone knows it's my sister Wendy, everybody. She comes on Thursdays, does Therapy Thursdays. She is an actual therapist, helps real people all the time with real problems, and does it for free for us on Thursdays, which is fantastic. Now, Wendy said earlier in the week to me, hey, you and Brian and the audience, your homework is this. Watch in and of itself on Hulu or wherever you can get right. it. And in Canada, you had to rent it. And there's a few other places where it wasn't streaming. Sorry, Canada. Yeah. yeah. Well, oh, and, right. and uh, maybe, I don't know, give me more than 48 hours notice next time, Wendy. <laughs> could you? Yeah, the, That's I, Scott's fault. I just. No, wait. When did you tell me? You told me on Wednesday, right? Didn't you tell me Wednesday? That was. I think that's what you, you told me Tuesday, so it had to be at least Tuesday. Oh well, that, yeah, that sounds right. When I think Wendy told me that, Wendy told me the day I told you, so that's not my fault. Yeah, but anyway, the point is, hours. 
Uh, oh, the, there's no way that's true. I'm looking it up. Keep talking. <laughs> <laughs> this is. Oh my God, you two are cut from the same court. We Hold really, on, let's look really at this are. up. We really are. There's no question. You think all those little random farts? I told you too. Saturday. Oh, you did Saturday. really? Really? I could have watched it over the weekend and not given up trivia last night. Oh, Scott. look at that! I said, okay, I lied, and it was Monday. Okay, Monday. <laughs> See, that's not so bad. It also sounds like me, doesn't right. it? Yeah, it kind of yeah. does. Okay, right. Everything about this was Johnson as hell. I didn't need to do trivia, <laughs> trivia last night anyway. It's totally All right. fine. Good deal. Oh, I'm sorry. So, no, no, it's totally fine. So here's the deal. Uh, you said watch it, and I was like, oh, I meant to anyway. Someone said it was good, and I didn't know much about it. The best I could tell from looking at previews was, oh, it's uh, some kind of stage thing. And I noticed Frank Oz whatever. directed it, which I didn't – that that threw me off a little bit. Like, Frank Oz directing. That's weird. And Stephen Colbert. Oh yeah, produ- yeah produ- uh, produced by Stephen Colbert uh, yeah. and his wife. And his wife. Uh, yeah, uh, you saw all that in the credits. But anyway, I didn't really know what to expect. And then when I settled in, I went, "Oh, it's one of these. Okay, I like these. These are these are interesting. It reminds me of Schwid's thing a little mm-hmm. bit. It's a it's a magic show with some twists and and some other stuff. But man, is it? It's not that. It's it no. is that, but no. it's so much more than that. And in fact, the magic that he uses. It, all all of the acts or all of the parts of the performance that are that are that are based on tricks either with the cards or knowing whose name is tied to whatever at the end or the thing with the yeah. all that stuff the letter oh my gosh the letter um, the letter all of it are they're tricks and they're tricks you've seen before or things like it where you're like oh wow and then the magician moves on to his next trick they're used in this thing as a conduit to mm-hmm. I don't even know what to call this, Wendy. They're they're the sugar that helps the medicine go down, maybe something you know, uh, like the, the, the gold brick thing. I don't to, even know where to start. Like, where do you want to start yeah, with this? Because I don't even know where to okay. start. Okay, well, let's start with what he did. I mean, so again, if you haven't seen it, go see it. Stop listening because we're ruining it right now. Yeah, we should assume um, people have seen it from here. If they're listening, they've seen it. So we should talk about it as if we have all mm-hmm. seen it. We don't have to explain to them what it was. We can now just discuss it as a group, even though the audience is silent, but as if they've seen it. So that's how we should do this, Good. I think. Okay. So let's start with the – so in essence, he used his own life as the sort of source of all of his material, right? The things right. he's been through, um, his childhood. I mean, it was his therapy, really. Right. Like I watched it and I, I didn't think about it until afterwards, but this is somebody's processing through developmentally crucial moments of their life. And, you know, like even the, the wolf and the dog philosophy and the light, mm-hmm. you know, if you're blinded by the light, you can't see anything. But if you turn your back on the light, everything's clear, like so much from his it's from his own inner world. Right. So right. that's, I think, what made it so authentic. I mean, that was 500 showings or something. He did, it was over two years or something. Yeah. Um, but to pull off that level, that depth and that like emotional connection to what he was doing, I don't think you can do that if it isn't your real stuff yeah. or he's just one mm-hmm. heck of an actor. I don't know, yeah. but it was, it just was so moving, right. As he's going through his, all of his various things that are, are him. So let's start with this. When at the beginning, right with the oh my gosh, now the word is 
the whatever nader the roulette roulettista oh, yeah, no the uh, roulettista yeah roulettista roulettista that's yeah. it the roulettista mm-hmm. so that idea like it was so compelling that he is in this bar in chile or something and this guy just tells him he, who he is mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. and he's some young kid who you know 20 something thinking he's all that and has spent a lifetime i don't know if you've read much about him but he really was like a phenom card shark 13 15 16 year old i believe it by the way he was handling the shuffling yeah Yeah. Yeah. so he really was all the things he's saying right anyway Mm -hmm. so here he is probably hot shot uh you know thinking he knows everything and this guy comes and tells him this story and so it starts really quickly with this idea of his identity Mm-hmm. Right. So here's your identity. You're the Rulatista. And you're like, what? And that story is nuts about mm-hmm. this guy mm-hmm. putting bullets in a gun and shoot, trying to, you know, not killing himself every single time and making all this money is just like, is, it's so gripping mm-hmm. way to start it. But it's identity. Very first and foremost is identity. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, and then as we go along, his identity in relationship to his mom's sexual identity and the community's response to her, mm-hmm. her being a lesbian and what that means for him and not, you know, his identity. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was just so moving. Right. So those two, and then we keep going. I don't want to talk the whole time. Well, so let what me, do you guys, let me, let me ask you, you this so about, let, me t- let me talk to you about that brick for a second. Um, the way, oh, yeah. the way he acknowledged or st- stress the point that the brick is just a brick mm-hmm. and it was only ever a brick like it's still just a brick right. it's painted gold right. but that's all that's all it's just a gold brick mm-hmm. and even though his association with the brick is massive right like it's it's tr- it's this massive trauma it's this point of violent um a confrontation with a community that does not accept your mother for whatever reason. And therefore you, right. Mm -hmm. Uh, it's, it's that horrible, it's a horrible object for him. And for Mm -hmm. now for that audience, as he pointed out, he's ruined the brick for everybody. Like the brick is now not just a brick. All they'll be able to think of when they see that brick is this thing and associated with that. But then he ends that whole sequence with other, other than a really amazing piece of magic. Um, mm-hmm. he, he, he ends it with basically saying it's, it is just a brick. Like it is just a brick. It's the other stuff. It's the things behind the brick and everything else we have to worry about, but the bricks become the symbol and immediate in my head when I'm sitting there on the couch watching this with Kim, by the way, we watched this, we did the whole thing with like no distractions, mm-hmm. put yep. our phones away, turn everything off. Yep. Phones off, iPads off. Yep. Good job, everybody. And, uh, <laughs> first we were, time ever. Yeah. First time I ever. Know, really is. <laughs> yeah. No, no argument. First time in a long time for me, but, um, but anyway, so that immediately my brain went, Oh, this is like the associations I have with the breathing apparatus that my dad was on after his heart attack when we, when I saw him in the hospital for the first time because I walked mm. in there and I was shocked to see this thing in his nose and I've never been able to get rid of it and that is just a thing for your nose and that's all it is but in my mind I have this whole construct around it of shock and trauma and whatever I have other things like um I can't see people in a headband like a tight headband without immediately thinking about Carter strapped to that board after that accident when she was seven that almost broke her neck and almost killed her. And um, 
walking into the hospital and seeing her strapped to that board because they didn't want to move her and seeing her neck all bulged out to one side, a little seven-year-old kid like that, like that, that is a permanent thing. And what I realized after, while watching this was he has figured out a way through 500 episodes of this on stage or whatever he's been able to do of taking this symbol, this object and figuring all the stuff up, all the stuff around it, figuring it all out and basically mm-hmm. banishing that rock or banishing yeah, and that. D- and D uh, taking away its power. Basically. Yeah. Which is, mm-hmm. and giving it a whole new power, which is, Oh my gosh, it really is at the corner of fifth and whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Like, and that was the only magic trick I know how he did. Right. Oh, really? Yeah. It's the only one. I'm I, not well, a magic person. Like I don't pay attention. Wait, wait. I'm always I take like, it back. Hey. I don't you know, know how, how he, you know how the brick ended up on those yeah. corners. Yeah. That yeah. one, that, Seems that can't be hard. That can't be hard. But making it disappear. Exactly. But making it disappear. That's the only one I got. How did they do <laughs> but that? But the brick part? disappearing off the table. Oh no, no, I don't get that one. <laughs> yeah, like he, that's that the was, only one that I couldn't wrap my head around. Oh I couldn't yeah, wrap you my head around any of them. All of them freaked me out. And the stuff toward the end, <clears throat> I, I've been racking my brain all night. I'm like, wait a minute. Okay, so he knew the way he picked somebody out of the audience and came up and said, here, read this open, pick a letter, anyone you want, and then open it and let's see. I don't know how that oh, was done. I, I have a theory on that one. We can talk. So, about and, and here's the thing. I think at the bottom, like the core of this, this guy's a genius. Right? He is. Yeah. You don't, that whole saying everybody's identity at the end is sheer brain power. I mean, there's exactly. a way to do that's it, but not, that is yep. a lot of bodies to remember. That's not, a ma- that's not a magic trick. I think that is a That talent. is a genius. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And okay, we'll get back to that in a second. Okay. So the brick, so take, go back to my identity concept here too. Like so much can of the violence or bigotry or otherness or mm-hmm. damage that's done can be so wrapped up in your identity. And here he says, this brick is just a brick, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, and like, he's able to not have it. I, I mean, all of that's so powerful. Right. But again, we go from, okay. Was that the first one was the brick? The first one, right. After the rule Tista. Uh, hold on. No, Rula Tista, uh, the, then the, um, it was cards no, and stuff the, first, right. The card stuff, uh, you know, the Kings and the aces and, and, uh, that was crazy. Yeah, that was yeah, crazy. I have, I have theories on that one too. You have theories on that too? <laughs> so crazy. I thought it's I did two until watch. I had I thought I did two until he was like three fourths done with that, and I went, uh, my theory's wrong. I don't know how he just did that because for a while there, I was like, oh, that deck's yeah. just full of kings or aces or right. or whatever. No, I, <laughs> I, uh, I don't know. It's a card the, counter. The first thing, the first thing was getting the um, the toy or the the folded up origami boat into the bottle. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Oh, Which right. Right. Good slide of hand. Slide of hand. Right, that was right. cute. All right. Good. I don't, was that, uh, yeah, maybe my identity thing that falls apart on that one. Cause I can't remember that the boat being, but the thing, Other than the, it's cool. the thing I liked about this, that people even who go live don't get this experience. I'm sure that live experience is really something special, oh, but yeah, what I really sure. liked about it was the animated interstitials were really cool. The wolf and the dog bit with the poker guy mm. and meeting the devil and all that. I love that. That was so cool. Um, just mm-hmm. from an artistic standpoint, but also mm-hmm. their ability to say, uh, you know, only one in that one episode, just the one lady came up for the letter, but they, because they filmed so many of these, they could do mm-hmm. this rapid fire thing. And they did that a lot with different sequences, yeah, including yeah. when we hold his finger to his head and all that other stuff. I really liked that because it showed, mm-hmm. 
the, 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 it shows also, you know, like there's repetition to this, but it also just broadened all that stuff out and got to see all this different human emotion. But when he's going through that audience, what you didn't tell me, Wendy, I thought I was just going to be blown away by a lot of this stuff. And I was up to that point, but you didn't tell me that this thing was going to wreck me because both Kim and I are on the <laughs> couch sobbing like children. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, raise your hand if you were sobbing at the end. Everyone, oh you might be a cold, yeah. cold-hearted. No, <laughs> no, really. Okay, because this gets back to this idea, right? So he is so. I mean, first of all, to to be in that zone and that authentically vulnerable, and you, and yet be performing. I mean, that is something else, right? Mm-hmm. But uh, I, I do have a client who's seen saw it twice live and hasn't seen the the movie version. And it's just uh, astounding. Now, uh, I mean, the intimacy probably, right, of just the one and being in the the room, of course, <laughs> that we can't ever all go in a room anymore. So it's even more uh, incredible. But that idea that, like, it's those people are, you're hearing each other, each other's identity or you're, mm-hmm. it's, it was fascinating. Because what he did, again, throughout the thing, he's, He's revealing enough of himself yeah. and his conflicts, as well as his resolutions, as well as as well as um, sort of teaching us as we go about just. But it's his story. Um, it's amazing, right? And then when he gets to that part, it's like we're all buttered up to like be so open to, to really seeing somebody, mm-hmm. right? At least that's my sense of like. I rarely, I mean, comedians are a, gr- a great example of the opposite of this, mm-hmm. where they reveal bits of them and we're laughing. But if we just peel back two inches, there's like a sobbing child in there, right? Right. Mm-hmm. right. Um, so the performative element is like, I'm going to reveal me, but it's the funny version that I, I can tolerate you seeing. Yeah. And what he did was like, take all that away. And we got to see him. So we're primed already to sort of see the humanity in somebody because he just did it for us. He showed us in its complexity. It's, it's not, I'm good, bad, this or that. Right. You don't really And so then it. when he goes through the audience yeah. and does that, like the only time I laughed it besides the parts, I think they wanted to be funny. Cause there were funny parts, right? Oh, like sure. he yeah. said a couple of funny things was when <laughs> this is so bad. It says everything about me. Anyway, the, the woman who had on like, you know, like hippie clothing and like this, you know, lots of beads and her hair was up and a like a scarf or whatever. And he, he got to her and he said, a mystic. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then yeah. I laughed really loud because I was like, that doesn't take magic. Today. I told, I said to Tina the same thing. I said, gimme. Yeah. That was a gimme. <laughs> but like where, but, where, where it got me. Okay. So, you know, suddenly Bill Gates being there was weird. I didn't mean that I, was annoying. I wish we could take that out. I actually don't me. think it was annoying at all. I think what that says is, I, here's why I like that. And maybe I'm just looking at it wrong. So I'm, I'm willing to hear an argument against it. But the reason I was happy to see that wasn't just, ooh, Bill Gates. It was Bill Gates, A, sees himself as a leader because that's the one he had chose, chosen. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. Bill Gates came to this thing because people told him it was mind altering and, and boggling. And a billionaire doesn't. Uh, my my image of billionaires is they aren't trying they they don't spend a lot of time doing anything that takes them out of whatever zone they live in whatever bubble they live in and i thought that was a that was a shot of bill gates out of his bubble that's bill gates going to a thing that's small and in mm-hmm. this little theater 
and he's going to be surrounded by just regular people and he wants to experience this thing up front. That something about that appealed to me. But what really happy to hear that because I was like, nah, 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 this is every person. These are normal people. I don't. I don't, I mean, I know other famous people were there. I mean, Susan sure. Sarandon's in the audience on one of them and another couple other famous I, people. Yeah, I thought I saw Tim Gunn and, and Torpiquet one uh, confirmed it. The guy, the good Samaritan who, you know, puts his hand up to his face and starts sobbing, I was pretty sure was Tim Gunn. Yeah, that's Tim Gunn. Yeah. I mean, he, so I need so that idea of yeah. like, uh, what it is, is I don't want to be taken out and it, it took it out just a little. And I was like, come on, Bill Gates, leader. I mean... <laughs> I so mean, here but, I am, but in some ways, a for yeah, there you are judging. But I mean, in some you ways, wanted something deeper. Like I wanted him to uh, say lonely or something. I don't right, know. right. In some yeah. ways, he does. You know, I, I he may see himself as a leader, and you could argue whether he's a great leader or whatever kind of leader. But in some ways, he is. Like you could interpret what he does as that. But also, the whole point is people are pulling of stuff off the board and being what they think they're going to be. What really wrecked me, though, that sent me just about sent me to the floor. Mm-hmm. Was the nobody? I know guy. which one you're going to say. Yeah, I yeah. Know. And the reason that got me, like, the reason that got a- me, is because it wasn't that I wasn't upset. If anything, it was like for the first time that guy is letting his vulnerability truly be out. Like I don't know what it was about looking at him, but I just had this feeling mm-hmm. that yeah, you no knew one knows something. he feels this way, and now for the first time he's actually saying it. He's he's mm-hmm. saying it. and He's doing it in this setting. And there's no judgment. Nobody's judging him for it. There was like real, it felt it felt like Derek's acknowledgement of what his word was, was genuine and caring and understanding and kind of a quiet, yeah. I don't know how to explain it. Like yeah, that was so very, surprising. Very compassionate and empathetic. And part of that is because he legitimately just bore his soul to that whole room and then asked them and, um, you know, had permission from them to say who they think they are. And yeah. I think that was the the greatest power of it is that it wasn't telling anybody what they, I mean, if we go back to this idea of identity and it being handed to you or forced on you or socially, I have to say these things or be these things, but like people got to choose and he acknowledged that and it, nobody, nobody was forced to do anything. Um, there was no forcing of that identity. Mm-hmm. And that's when, when that guy came up, I I didn't say anything about anyone. I laughed at the mystic and I was annoyed by Bill Gates. But other than that, I was so gripped and so just looking at their faces and listening and like his eye contact with them was amazing. And then when that guy stood up or it was his turn, I said, oh, he's a gamer. And then he said he was nobody. Mm-hmm. I was like, Oh, mm-hmm. what? Yeah, <laughs> he has like a game T-shirt on. No, yeah. and he sat there staring at him so long, and you saw that guy's mm-hmm. sort of countenance just start to fall apart, and 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 you know he knew what was coming because up to that point he'd been hundred percent accurate about everybody before him, and so while it's you're still everyone's still in amazement about the trick, yeah, you're now in it like this is okay. Well, this is real. what's going to happen, and we're going to go through every one of you standing people today. And when it gets to him, you saw that guy's face go from kind of stoic and hard to, yeah, I know what you're going like to say, and you seen. should just say it. Yeah, yeah. it's really something, yeah. man. It's well, so and it it made me realize, like, uh, clearly we use clothing, at least I do, with the mystic and the 
the guy I thought was a gamer, just, you know, you, we judge the outside and we think we know, Mm -hmm. and then we place our ideas on them. Right. I mean, I think that's what was so disarming about all of this Mm -hmm. is that, yeah, it just sort of washed all that away. It was amazing. And then I had this thought afterwards, I feel like America needs this. Like, can we do this? Yeah. Like, I don't know. There was just a real obvious this is everybody mm-hmm. like we have villainized somebody on the opposite side of us because it's, it's helpful. <laughs> it's helpful to have them be one sided and stupid and whatever. But like, I don't know what that was about for me, but I really felt it. And yeah, I, 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 I felt a shift ever since. It's not like I was before, like, yeah, I'm going to go beat me up a Trump supporter or something, but mm-hmm. it's more like, Oh, we're all nobody and we're all the mystic and we're all, we're, you know, like, and we get to choose. And sometimes we're forced into identities or positions because somebody else is choosing that. And that, that to me came out so strongly. Like when, when they get to choose, Mm -hmm. who do they see themselves as? And then, yeah, it was amazing. Well, the minute I saw them doing it at the beginning, I just thought, where is that going to go? Like, because Mm -hmm. also it's a limited there's so much yeah. subtext here because it's a limited quantity of these choices. And if others got there cur- quicker or were lucky right. enough to grab theirs first, mm-hmm. like that's just life. Yeah. But you right? don't see yourself as just one thing. Right. Well, so, of course like not. You, you know, podcaster might've been taken, but artist or um, humorist or, you know, something else, which is kind of the fun of it is that, you know, you, you see somebody taking the thing you think you want. It's like, oh, no, but I'm but I'm also this and I'm also this. And right. But it's a perfect allegory for how life can feel for people. This mm-hmm. this idea yeah. that because somebody got there early, they got first pick or had all the advantages, whatever advantages. Yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> that woman definitely got up there and said, oh, look, Mystic isn't taken. Yeah. <laughs> She was pretty stoked. But that was the other thing that I came away with. There's another allegory or subtext in that. It's like, okay, Mystic wasn't taken. The guy that, t- or the lady that took Masochist, the guy that took, uh, mm-hmm. um, the, the, the woman who was an extrovert. Yeah. With her the, little finger guns. Yeah. Or the one that did, the guy that took Adonis. I'm like, dude, what do you, how well, how much do you think of yourself if you picked Adonis? And what it said to me was, yeah, that's people. Yeah. Like some yeah. people see themselves yeah. in this way. Others see themselves in a much more humble way. This guy over here feels like he's nobody these days. Like, and, and it was okay to have them all in one place and all be exposed. Mm-hmm. And I felt more optimistic about the guy named nobody than I did about the dude named Adonis. Mm-hmm. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. I, 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 to him, I went, well, your life's just fine right now, but when things get <laughs> rough, what are you going to do? How are you going to deal with it? Like, just all these right. weird feelings and emotions came out of this thing that I didn't expect, man. It was just yeah. something. You just thought I was like, hey, go watch a TV show. It's fun. No, yeah. I knew you were on. I mean, you never do this unless you mean it. But I I guess I was expecting. This is one of those few things in life where you can get hyped on something and then mm-hmm. still have your expectations blown away. Sure. Uh, that's one. Say hey, really quick. I thought he said orthodontist. <laughs> Who did me? Oh, instead of the Adonis. Yeah. <laughs> oh. So I, for a second here, I'm the like Adonis. Adonis. Guy, yeah. I don't remember that. There was that orthodontist. <laughs> yeah, he was definitely. He said Adonis and then grinned and sat down. And he was a handsome, yeah, good-looking dude. But 
Yeah, you definitely just, look like more of an Adonis than an orthodontist. I'll say that. I mean, I don't know. I've had some pretty hot orthodontists. And keep, keep in uh, mind, there yeah. were people that didn't get up at all. They were sitting and didn't stand yeah. up because they right. just grabbed one because who knows? It's they, just a lark They did it kind of joking. Ah, she's ninja as yeah. the, his example. Right. Yeah. Which is yeah. funny because there's two things going on. Suddenly when they all realize what's happening, those yeah. who didn't stand, some of them are probably going, oh, I should have should have stood. I actually... I need to know if this is me. You know, like there's this feeling of like, oh, I should I should just see what this means. And being a part of it. Right. And then the others who did stand, there's some of those people I'm sure that were like, oh, maybe I shouldn't have stood. Like there's all Uh that complicated stuff going on. Meanwhile, there there's just this feeling that your host, your your protagonist, your guy in the suit walking around telling these stories is completely genuine about all of you. But also there's some kind of clock ticking for him. And it has to do with this roulette business. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. so good, you guys. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. so good. It's one of those of the, art, the art. subtlety of the, the six chambers on the back wall. And, yeah. Right. Yeah. And all that stuff. I, just, I don't know how they did that. I assume that all that stuff that fell off the wall that used to be 3D space. Mm-hmm. I assume that was while nobody was looking, somebody was swapping those out or something. Yeah. That's but, why he stood at the back of the the stage for such a long time. I think my my guess is yeah. to keep people's focus on the back. And right. um, well, it worked. <laughs> it totally worked. Yeah, yeah, that was awesome. <laughs> it totally worked. And there was also something really powerful about that the the glass and the blue light and the brick sticking through the middle of it and the sound well, it would cat, make as you get close to it. And yeah, my cat did not like that sound at all. She <sighs> glared at the TV and almost got up <laughs> off my lap. It's just a hell of a like, thing. What is this? <laughs> what, yeah. what you know garbage what? Garbage are you watching now? What else is? Uh, or the other thing I came away from this, this is a purely pragmatic thing, but uh, it's a reminder that there's a lot of really great artistic, thoughtful things happening that aren't on some sort of national stage, and you don't know about them until somebody, you know, says, "Oh, we got to make this into a thing," and then mm-hmm. and bring it to a broader audience. Never heard of this guy. Never heard of this show. Right. Would have probably never heard of this ever had it not mm-hmm. come to light. So I'm really glad that somebody said, hey, this ought to be bigger than it is. And I'm sure that dude's about to experience a, a whole new level of, you know. Fame. Everybody's right. going to yeah. want him. You yeah. saw the Nanette. Uh, oh, that was so good. That was good. That's the, the compar- closest comparison I got because you think, all right, it's going to be a stand-up comedy show. And it's like, oh, no, it's a. It'll Here's knock your socks. <laughs> yeah, but there's a little bit of stand-up comedy thrown in there, but it's. But it's, uh, you know, it's not, not just is, a stage yeah. performance, not just uh, she the New Zealand or Australian like, uh, comedian lady. Yep. Is that the uh-huh. one I'm thinking of? Yeah, I really like that a lot, too. That was awesome. Oh, good. Yeah. And she did something similar, which is like, it's legitimately her. She pulled mm-hmm. back the curtain of like, here, you know, and part of it is, is her autism that it's that's her style, right? Is mm-hmm. to go, eh. Here's what's real because that's mm-hmm. all I can talk about is what's real or you know whatever and which makes it so phenomenal because that's a, a typical comedian is really hiding a lot of deep dark parts of them and yeah. this is the way to to let those out. It's kind of like the jester in the king's court can say right. the truth, but it has to be while dancing and laughing with bells on its head. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what was so remarkable about this is that he has done his work and he has figured out himself and then he somehow figured out how to transform that onto a stage where he disarmed everyone. So the whole thing is about this gun 
but really he disarmed everyone. Like it yeah. was so, yeah. so well done. Something and else. I think, and I think the, I mean, I don't, I contrast this with like, it, like an Instagram influencer that have you ever seen them in the wild? I have. It is horrifying <laughs> because what you see. So I was in New York. I was in the New York city library. I was there with a friend from Sweden who worships library. It's her sanctuary. It was like amazing for her to be there. She'd never been. And it was just like this moment. It was beautiful. And then this freaking Instagram person walks in and is like, it's like a whole film crew followed her and she's just flipping through books and flipping her hair. And I was like having something sacred pooped on. I was (laughs) ready to lose it. And I thought, okay, if I look at the pictures, I will see what looks some crafted, nothing's real. Because then I saw her lose her ever living mind at somebody because they were in her way. And you're like, Okay, here's the perfect example uh-huh. of the opposite. And I think as a performer or someone who's famous or any, you know, there there are public personas you have to maintain. And then what do you do with all your dark bits? You know, and this guy just said, hey, guys, here's all my, my dark bits. Yeah. <laughs> and I've worked through him and he was so emotional. I mean, his face, like the sadness behind his eyes sometimes yeah. was also like wow yeah he's just showing us this it was amazing and also i i'm pretty sure the you know his emotion toward the end is pretty real i know actors can produce tears and you know look upset and i know that's a thing but i don't know but if he could act like that on a regular basis he would have been on a movie before now i would think um (laughs) i just think i mean why are we all crying at the end? It's, it was legitimate connection. He was legitimately seeing them because Mm -hmm. again, if we now know enough about his life to know him being really seen has been elusive and he has people coming in telling him if he's okay or not and what he is and who he is. And I mean, his whole life has been creating illusions and cards and right. Mm -hmm. So genius yeah it was mm-hmm. something else and I, I just felt like as i was watching I'm like well of course wendy wants us to watch this because this is all the stuff she's always talking about this is like mm-hmm. this is a very artistic and uh concise presentation of the concept of dealing with your own stuff and then being there for those who need to also deal and that is yeah. like this th- that is what this is like if any if anything I, I realize it's an artistic expression for him um he's worked really hard on this like uh, you know, it brings it, this is how he pays his bills. Like this is a, it's an enterprise across the board for his life, but you can tell so much of him is in this that it's not just simply, I made a cool play. Like it's not, this isn't Hamilton, which is an amazing, you know, incredible work that took all this, you know, all this amazing stuff to get together. There's something else here, something just mm-hmm. a little bit deeper. And the fact that everybody in that audience essentially gets to be a massive participant without knowing they're going to. And then all I could think mm-hmm. about was the book guy. Cause when he comes back the next day, mm-hmm. he doesn't even know about all that stuff at the end yet. I no, know. No. That was yeah. so cool. Mr. Tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and the other thing is like when he said the book, the, Mr. Yesterday, the bo- <laughs> yeah, the book goes out every day, every performance and then comes yeah. back and he's never had it not come back and not be right. fulfilled. What that tells me is they all feel an acute responsibility because of how that's all mm-hmm. presented. There's nothing flippant or trivial trivial about this. That book is a sacred yeah. tome. Like it really is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
because it's so it's these people interpreting themselves and others and like what a rad thing that thing's going to be one day. No kidding. I'd love it if that turned into a, you know, a, a book you could buy and kind of read through all the different, eight the different uh, interpretations and right, and right, predictions. which was was another example of him asking someone to be themselves, right? Mm-hmm. Like blank slate. You, what do you think it's going to happen, or mm-hmm. or your own perception, or you know whatever? And then of course you know they showed some of it. You know people paint it, people draw it, people. Mm-hmm. Write it out in prose. Draw like uh, middle fingers and uh, put yeah. sticky notes, post-it notes all over it. And yeah, it was it like he yeah. tapped into like to me that is like a, a child journal in that in the sort of youngness of it that it came across or, or like a moody teenager. Like here's my journal. Here's what I think. There was some mm-hmm. feeling about it like that for me. I'm not really sure why. Maybe it's the, the artwork or something. But then also the like it was just you are this important. You as an individual are this important. You're going to add to this Bible. This thing is huge, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, and you matter. I'm sure everyone went home and read what other people wrote, right? So not only are you individually important, you're part of 500 other people who did this exact same thing. Mm-hmm. And then I wonder what it's like for them to come back specifically, like just the tomorrow people's like what that's like to see the ending the rest of it. Yeah. And have another day of it. Like you get Mm -hmm. to do that twice. That's so cool. Yeah. Do you pick the same car? Do you get there earlier so that you can get mystic before that? uh, Yeah. There's always a mystic in the audience. There's always Always a mystic. mystic. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah. The the book, uh, the book, by the way, taking us out of this for just half a second was the only bit of continuity issue I had because Apparently one person brought it back with a bedazzled book cover on it. Mm. And um, there yeah. are times that he's walking around with it and it's the regular book. They cut to an audience member and they cut back and he's holding the bedazzled version. They cut back to the audience and he's holding the leather bound. Oh, see that, no, no, none well. of that bugged me because I knew they were swapping around all the time anyway. Right. Well, like, I did too, but yeah, I mean, it didn't bug me as much as like, Oh yeah. Okay. So that's that, that quick cut was actually two different nights that it was filmed on. But sure. It, yeah. Really I saw the bedazzle just once I noticed and I went, Oh, who did that? Yeah. The mystic <laughs> right. who bedazzled. The mystic did it. I, yes, exactly. The mystic did it, but she did it while she was in the audience. She did mystic work. <laughs> yeah. That's what mystics do. Mysteries. Yeah, yes, exactly. Well, anyway, I think this is mandatory viewing. Um mm-hmm. just about for everybody. Really you know, if you're yeah. I even think this would be really great to sit down with your ten year old and watch. Just know there's some a couple of swears and it. it's not horrible, but just know that. Mm-hmm. Um and like, I cannot wait for my kids to watch this. I cannot wait for Taylor yeah. and Dylan to tell me what they thought. I can't wait yeah. for Carter to sit down. I'll watch this again with her. Um, she's going to be a mess, though. Oh, my gosh, dude. Yeah, t- make sure they got tissues. Yeah. yeah. Which, okay, so let's just speak to that for a second. So yeah. why are we all crying at the end? I don't know. Like, because we could just as easily be nobody in the in that, I think that's in that audience. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. part of it for sure. I mean, it's just... What I what it the way I feel like it was catharsis for me was a little like I never forget this. So two years after nine eleven, I was just randomly, so that had been what two thousand two or three, whatever three. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was just downstairs, and or maybe it was the year anniversary. But I rem- I remember feeling like yeah, I never really dealt with that very well. It just sort of happened and upended everything, and everyone 
doesn't quite know what to do or say and comedy feels like it's dead and you know no, we don't know what to do with it. I never really dealt with it. And then one night on the anniversary, it was either one or the two year anniversary, they're just doing a montage of all the police officers and firefighters that went rushing in there and didn't come out. Uh, the people, phone calls from people up in the towers right before they were destroyed and after, before they collapsed, things like that. Like all this stuff kind of documented history of the, of the, of the moment. And I lost it, just completely lost it. Balled my eyes out for two hours. By myself, by the way, Kim was off somewhere with something and the kids were with her and I was alone and it just just destroyed me that night. And I, to this day, I'm not exactly sure what was going on there, except it felt like I just hadn't dealt with it. You know what I mean? Like I hadn't let this big macro event, I hadn't dealt with it personally yet. Even though everybody was affected personally, I wasn't dealing with my own personal stuff. And I felt like that was a night where I got to do that. Yesterday felt a little bit like finally dealing with what I perceive as been uh, has uh, or what I perceive uh, as the fallout from a bunch of years of really severe division in our society and a year of pandemic in the midst of all that division. And I think that this opened that wound up and made yeah. me made me force me to like go. Yeah, <laughs> we're all these things and. Sometimes those things separate us and piss each other off, but sometimes not. And when there's honesty, there's there's catharsis and there's letting go and there's a feeling of, I don't know, like all of this stuff just came rushing at us yesterday. Kim said the same thing. She's just like, I needed that. Um, so I don't even know. I don't even think the dude knew. Like this was all pre-COVID, this film. Thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So right. the dude didn't know that this was going to come at a time where this was all going to, you know, this, that it would have this level of impact because of the kind of life we're living right now. That's, that's what I think is the reason it hit me so hard. I can't speak for anyone else, but that's what I came away with. It was a hell of a thing, man. So too. Mm-hmm. It is. I think so too. And I think for me, it's done this very interesting, like, um, I don't know. I mean, I spend every day talking to people trying to see who they really are. Yeah. And I get the privilege of that a lot, but like on a bigger scale, that's, it's hard to do. Right. Mm. And I don't know, it did that. It just like opened up like everybody is nobody and everybody is scared and everybody is happy about this or that. Like, you know, it, nobody is different from each other. We are all on this together and how, you know, I don't know. It was just relieving somehow. Yeah, so I really, really. And he also it. he did a thing that reminded me of a good parent, like when yeah. the the ladies up there reading that letter, which inexplicably, you know, you're already blown away that this is a personal letter from somebody, and you don't know how the trick yeah. worked and all that. Yeah, and everyone's witnessing that shock, and then they have to read it silently. And she was so upset and crying and everything. And then when he came up to her, because he hasn't had to do this with everybody. Yeah, some people is like just stand up and read it, and they do. Other people, like her, she's just almost inconsolable. So he leans over in this really kind way and just says, are you going to be okay? Or I can read this if you'd prefer. Or, you know, like he's, he's mm-hmm. just being really caretaky in a way that doesn't feel fake or for the show. It feels like, oh, he means this. Like there's a video of him in 1989 turning around and waving at his mom at some, at some oh. event at school mm-hmm. where he's yeah. six or seven years old. 
that's the kid. Like that's him. He's even then he's just like this little quiet kind of, I'm not sure what I'm doing here wave. And, and, and through this whole thing, you see that adult version of that kid. Oh man. I don't know. That version of, I'm not sure what I'm doing here. (laughs) Yeah. 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 And I can't believe I'm telling you all this stuff about me. And it's, it's, it's amazing. Yeah, it really, it is. Really and it may is. sound like you're going to, some people did stick around and you know, they haven't seen it yet and they're hearing us now for those. I would say you've heard a lot of, you know, abstract stuff because you don't have the context of seeing it still see it. Even then you'll be blown away and it isn't about the tricks. It's about where the tricks take you. Yeah. Uh, Each time someone says, I'm like, Oh, you got to go see this. And then they, they're like, Oh, is it the magician? I'm like, Oh yeah, I forgot he's a magician. Yeah, like, yeah. that feels irrelevant. I don't know why, yeah, so, but it does. Yeah, it really. So does. You, it's the av- it's the the methodology to get to what you get out of it. Obviously, mm-hmm. that's part of the awe and amazement and stuff that does shift your mind into a different brain state. So it's it's, it's yeah, and there's also the there's also a higher level of dis- not distraction, but um. But you're you're focused on what he's saying, and you sometimes don't even pay attention to what he's doing before you see the the trick that goes along yeah. with what he's been talking about. So it's almost like uh, uh, misdirection, verbal misdirection, um, at the highest that, level. That makes, the thing, <laughs> makes the, what he's saying even more powerful. Yeah, at yeah. the ma- at the freaking master level. Like I've never seen anything quite like it. When well, and there, I think yeah. maybe recognizing like these are New Yorkers. Like this mm-hmm. is his audience. His audience are New Yorkers right. who mm-hmm. can stop and watch lots of things happen and feel nothing. <laughs> or they are like, they see a lot of amazing art and a magician show is not going to be, you know, that exciting maybe. And so this level, I mean that to, to do it at that level and to get all these New Yorkers to gasp and, Mm-hmm. cover their mouths and ball in public. It's like, wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's the most water cooler worthy discussion thing I've seen in years. And, um, yeah, it's going to be, going cool. to be hard for me to forget. Also, I hope when, I don't know what this category falls into, but when the, when the Emmys roll around, this thing needs to get its due. <laughs> it needs to be mm-hmm. recognized. And there's something about Colbert being the one who produced it. Mm-hmm. Um, that you're like, well, of course he did. <laughs> it does. It feels like right. something he would have seen and gone. Oh, yes. we, have, we have to. Yeah, I need to make sure this yeah. is seen by a bigger audience. Yeah. And it is something. Not that he would do the magician, but it's something he does with comedy, mm-hmm. right? He mm-hmm. there is the most sincere, real him that shows up every now and again. That it's it's it is also disarming, you know. So he can do a laugh and a joke and her, and then it's like this legitimately him. Mm-hmm. open and sincere. So I feel like it's his, his brand, just not magic, but comedy. Yep. Yeah. So go watch it and don't not watch it. Okay. Even if you got to pay a <laughs> couple it. of bucks. You don't have a choice. Yeah. Get our homework it. next week. Uh, look who's talking to. That's right. Yes. <laughs> uh, make sure you all watch. Look who's talking to. Great. I was really hoping for baby geniuses, but it's fine. If uh... Babies day out. Oh, okay. uh, make sure you better. all watch. We will discuss uh, one of the, one of the dog movies where he plays basketball. Let's get that up there. <laughs> Airbuds, Airbuds two. There you go. It has a way. It really does have a way of making other things seem trivial and dumb. Like yeah, Airbuds. like all the things, like yeah. all your dumb fights and all your stupid problems. Yeah. it's great. Yeah, 
It's yeah. really, really something. So uh, take our advice and do that. Wendy, anything else you want to mention this week? Real steps, anything that's going on? Not that this, you know, those are still important. So we should talk about those. They are. Real steps is going on and it's great. We have such a good group. I just want everyone to do it with us. So uh, yeah, that'll be the next time won't be till May. So you'll have time to think about it. Um, yeah, it's going good. We are fun i right. mean i i can't think about anything but uh in and of itself so right that's really true uh, watch that and then join real steps in may oh yeah did we i think we only mentioned the name once maybe twice but the thing on hulu was called in and of oh. itself in so and, of itself. Yeah. and yeah. what's amazing i can't remember the dude's last name i have to google it every time i know his name is derek that's all i can remember derek and it's because Delgadio. Delgadio. yeah it's because it doesn't that's not what matters but i have had to google it Six times to tell someone about it. It's yeah. weird. I can't remember the name of it. Yeah. And by the way, he was, uh, so he was a um, consultant on that Vegas show that didn't last very long in 2013. So he's like got all these jobs where he would come on in and say, oh, he's the prestige. He had a special thanks uh, on the prestige, Brian, oh, really? which you just watched uh, because huh. he had some, he was there giving advice about some of the magic and stuff. Like we've known this guy. Me. We just didn't know this guy. So, uh, Anyway, hmm. yeah, I had to look. I want to look back and see if he's ever been on uh, Penn and Teller Fool Us because that's my that's my only real magic um, thing that I that I see these days. Right? It's like the you know I don't I don't watch any other magic shows or specials or things like that, but I do watch Penn and Teller Fool Us. Well, now now you'll on. know that this whenever you see the image of this poster, you'll know it has nothing to do with the New York uh, New York. Uh, crossword puzzle thing you do every <laughs> right because that's what I thought it was yeah yeah that big grid of who am I or I am things that were thrown us for a while but now we get I it. am six across yep. I am eleven down <laughs> uh, all right well done Wendy uh, fantastic talking to you as always realstuffs.org everybody we'll see you next time bye thanks bye. bye okay thus endeth our eternal review of in and of itself. It really is great, you guys. We're not just saying mm-hmm. that, okay? Yep. You got to see it to believe it. Okay. Uh, that's going to do it for the show, I think. We do have... All right. So, long story short, not getting into details here. Uh, a little while ago, Kim had a procedure. It didn't stick. So, the only solution now is a surgery. And she doesn't like me talking about it because it's a lady thing. And, you know, I don't want to... Sure, sure. It's one of those things. Um, as a result, she has to have surgery on Friday. And as a result of that, I don't know when that's happening. Today, they're supposed to call us and say when we go in. And it'll either be... Uh, I don't know. Actually, I don't know when it's going to be. I don't know if it's going to bump the okay. instance or... But it'll probably affect PM, if I'm guessing, given okay. the timing. So I guess what I'll say is this. If it doesn't happen that way, or they change it, or it gets delayed, or whatever, or it doesn't affect that time frame, we'll still do a TMS PM tomorrow. If not... I'll let you guys know with as much advance notice as I can that there isn't going to be one. Um, mm-hmm. But right now, I'm just playing it by ear. So, yeah, uh, and I mean, we'll she, you, know. you know, family, this needs to come first. And anyone who doesn't understand this is a cold, heartless bastard. So, yeah, and a uh, poo poo head, a poo poo head, really. And a poo-poo head. But thank you for your patronage. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, very much so. So, we'll let you know. It also affects the instance if uh, potentially. Um, but it's supposed to be a same day thing. So there for a few hours and then home. 
but she'll be put out for it. Like it's full on, you know, like put her under kind of surgery thing. Only, only do TM, a TMS PM tomorrow if she's unconscious, because otherwise you should be taking care of her. But you know, that's, that's my <laughs> good point. The only way opinion. we do PM is if we haven't gone in yet. If we, if they say, oh, we can't take you in here until 5 PM tonight. Then mm-hmm. we're, we'll still do it. If not, then it'll probably get hosed. So sounds good. Yep. So that's cool. the plan. Um, and she's okay. It's not major. It's but anytime they put you under, you have to. You know, you just got to be, mm-hmm. got to be ready for whatever. So that's all that. Uh, reminder today, one thirty or one p.m. Uh, Mountain. Brian will be doing Coverville live at Coverville or uh, t- uh, Twitch.tv slash Coverville. So check that out. <laughs> and if we do the instance, it'll be tomorrow at twelve thirty, which will be interesting because that'll be kind of a lead up to. BlizzCon Online, which we'll be doing, or sorry, BlizzCon Line, keep screwing that up uh, next week, and you can expect some other coverage around that event from me uh, in some other ways. So probably spend some time with people like Kyle Ferguson, Garrett Weinzerl, John, uh, some other Blizzard types who uh, want to cover some of that event. Plus, a little thing I can't tell you about yet. So anyway, that's all next week. Watch for that. Uh, and if we're not here tomorrow, we'll be back Monday. Uh, I think that's it. Oh, Film Sack this weekend as well. Should be Film Sack this weekend. Guess the Connection. Cover will guess the Connection tomorrow at uh, 2.30. So uh, six cover songs. They all have something in common. Figure it out and win a prize. I think I'm giving away a Fantastic Four t-shirt. Ooh. Has it had your previous body in it? Your nope, body? Nope. Just came in yesterday. I decided, you know what? Let's give this one away. It is a Yancey Street Bar and Grill uh, ever loving thing t-shirt so oh, i love it yep i love it so uh, i want to win not, it has not been on my buddy your buddy <laughs> okay well anyway, excellent so, so watch for that yep. if you are a supporter of the show thank you if you're not go check it out uh, patreon.com slash dms and for everything else you're looking for is it frogpants.com slash tms let's play a song and get out of here what do you got i've got a request scott i'm gonna play it uh, this one comes to us from Erin Flores. Flores. Uh, she says, hi, guys. My husband, Luis, and I have been listening for a long time, and we love the show. I need your help. This year, my husband's birthday, the big 4-0, can, coincides with him finishing a bachelor's in science degree. So much to celebrate, but COVID has put major cancellations on anything I had planned. In the past four years, he's remained diligent, passionate, hardworking, and continued to be a great provider through the ups and downs. He's the most amazing man I've ever met, and I want the whole world to know it. Well, at least the tadpole. If you could help us celebrate his 40th birthday, graduating school, and Valentine's Day by playing an upbeat, happy song, I'd appreciate it so much. You are my everything, Luis, and I'm so proud of you. Love, Aaron. Oh, that's nice. Uh, thanks so much. You guys are so hilarious and have illuminated all those late-night study-a-thons. Uh, cheers. P.S. If you have too many requests for the month, could he get a, I can see why you like it. Oh yeah. I can definitely see why you like it. I was ready, was man. Quick. Yeah. You were ready. Finger hovering over the button. Mm-hmm. So there you go, Aaron. You're getting both of them. Uh, and congratulations, Luis. Good job. Uh, science bachelor of science. Well, that led me to one very particular song and you can probably guess what it is, but you may not have expected this version right here. How about a bluegrass version? of She Blinded Me With Science, originally by Thomas Dolby, recorded by the band Love Cannon. These guys are awesome. And uh, this comes from their Greatest Hits Volume 1 from 2012. They only released Greatest Hits albums. That's how great this this band is. Love Cannon, here's their cover of She Blinded Me With Science. We'll see you guys for sure on Monday, possibly a bunch of other times this weekend. Bye.
Frog Pants Network. Frog Pants Network. Get more shows like this at frogpants.com. I'm a lover, and that's why I'm a fighter. Okay. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.